Hello and welcome to Knowing Me, Knowing UKSG, a podcast exploring journeys in scholarly communications. In each episode, we hear from someone inspiring from the knowledge community and ask them to tell us about their career journey and what has motivated them along the way. Hello and welcome to the UKSG podcast. My name is Tom Morley and today we're joined by Tim Wales. Tim is the University Librarian at Cranfield University and is also a visiting lecturer at City University of London. To get us going, Tim, can you please tell me a bit about your current role and what you get up to in an average week? Yeah, thanks, Tom. Uh, so Cranfield's an interesting place. It's a postgraduate-only university in Bedfordshire, focusing on applied science technology uh, with a business school. So the library there has uh, four sites, one at Cranfield itself, one in the School of Management, one in the MOD Defence Academy down in Shrivenham, which is a very interesting place, and also uh, a self-service library at MKU in the middle of Milton Keynes. So my role is uh, managing 50 or so staff, around about 4 million or so budget across those sites. Um, As you'd expect, normal full service library, very nice Norman Foster building to keep an eye on, and then a whole suite of support services ranging from open access publishing right through to teaching and learning. I've also got the English support side of things, academic skills, and of course the traditional collections and and, uh, subject librarian teams. So my average week, really, uh, this academic year has been focused on the introduction of the new research information system across the university. I know you've interviewed Daniel Hook on this podcast before, but we, we've gone with uh, his products, Symplectic, moving from an old system. And um, it's been really an opportunity for the library to take, uh, take the lead with uh, colleagues from IT services and, and the research support office to introduce a state-of-the-art system and address various uh, problems we've had in the past. I'm the business owner, so um, I've been taking an active interest and coordination role with the project manager, and it's given us an opportunity, too, to review some of our uh, historic uh, practices with data not, and also with our repository. So it's really kept me busy since uh, August last year. And how did you get into librarianship in the first place? Well, it, it's an interesting story for me anyway. Um, I, When I was at school, uh, one of my friends or acquaintances uh, mentioned that he was working uh, on, on a Saturday at the local public library in uh, Hampton Hill in Surrey, and he was going to give it up. And he, he thought that, you know, I live nearby, why don't I apply? So I did, because uh, I always liked libraries. I, I used to play at Royal Holloway University Library uh, when my mum was a professor there. I'm, very bookish so it sounded quite quite an attractive idea I applied got the job although they were very suspicious of me because apparently this guy who uh, recommended it to me was stealing the phones or something bizarre going on well I was nothing like that but um, it was great because it gave me confidence it was some pocket money I worked Saturdays and one evening and I, I made friends for life and so it, and then my uh, my step father happened to be deputy librarian at UCL and um, when I was at university he got me some summer jobs there which was really interesting because it's such a big place UCL so many different libraries and things to do so that was great 
And then after I graduated from UVA and uh, with French with business studies, I was looking to work out what to do with myself. And um, my stepfather said, well, have you ever considered librarianship as a career? And obviously he was a bit of a role model uh, there. So um, after I, uh, I, my first job after graduation was um, as a trade journalist in a furniture publishing company in Lowestoft and uh, I tried that for a year and, and I thought well it's not really for me so uh, remembering my stepfather's advice I uh, applied for a, a library school uh, position at City University on the information science MSc and uh, did my library school pre-year at uh, King's College London in the Strand and um, after that really didn't look back to be honest. And thinking about your journey uh, within libraries, who have been your your inspirations or heroes? Well, apart from my my stepfather, who's definitely been a, a kind of a mentor to me, um, I've been very uh, struck over the years by uh, colleagues I've worked for. So, for example, the late Carol Hunter Brown at Open University Library. He was my first um, academic library manager, a lovely man who'd actually been the librarian at the University of Tripoli in Libya uh, for some time. Uh, so he really knew his stuff. He was a, a true old fashioned business librarian, very cunning, very wise, knew uh, resources inside out, knew the politics. And I really you know, watched how he operated and, and learned from him. And indeed, you know, was a, was a friend until he sadly passed away. Uh, and then Later on in my career, I've always been fascinated by Philip Larkin, like uh, your your boss Andrew at Lancaster, fascinated by how he was able to balance uh, two different careers, but without neglecting uh, the library side of things. He he, he treated that very seriously, and and that's something I've always been fascinated by. And then, uh, you know, going forwards, uh, I've always admired uh, colleagues like Stephen Pinfield and Leo Appleton at Sheffield, who were able to jump from being uh, heads of service to going across the other side, so to speak, to become lecturers and professors in librarianship. Uh, that's very interesting to me. And um, so, yeah, there, there's lots of interesting people in librarianship. That's one of the, the attractions to it. And um, so, so we mentioned um, and, and touched briefly on some of the things you enjoy about about your role in libra- and libraries. And what do you hate about your job? Well, hate's a strong word, isn't it? But um, I must admit, I, I really get sick of uh, chasing things. I, we, librarians are very much dependent on other people to get things done across the institutions in which they work. Uh, and it does really annoy me, uh, especially, I'm afraid, with uh, colleagues in estates and facilities when you, you seem to be chasing what seem to be quite trivial things. And they have their reasons for, for why things take their time. But it, it really drives me up the wall because it's one of the main things that customers complain about is the is the environment often um and, and uh, you feel really helpless but you know what can you do you, you you're responsible for a service you have to represent the interests of your customers and your staff uh so th- that is often the the, the, the trickiest thing I, I suppose about the job and I, I suppose rather than hate one of the the biggest challenges is is the staff management side because it's so complicated these days you're trying to do the best for people you've got your own constraints to work in you're trying to keep yourself motivated as well as others and uh, i must admit it, it does does grind you down sometimes which is why it's good to working in academia you you can have reasonable work-life balance to, to help you cope but 
apart from that, um, those are my the main challenges, I would say. And, and so we just touched briefly on some of the challenges um, you, you face, but what are you most proud of in your career so far? Well, looking back, I, I mean, I've worked in quite a few different university libraries. Mainly I've specialised in the academic side. So um, I started off my first academic library role was at the Open University. I, I then moved to the London Business School, University of West London, Royal Holloway, etc., they're not properly in the right order. But um, I think what I was most proud about was uh, my time at West London because I had to really rebuild everything from scratch. That When I got there, the library was based in a temporary accommodation above Ealing Broadway tube station in an office block because the, the main campus was being reconstructed. And although there was a plan for the library, it hadn't been completed. So it's like an empty box. But not only that, I had to do um, a restructuring as well of the staff. I had to look at all the different systems and processes and basically rebuild from scratch. Uh, the, the NSS score was really low as well. And, you know, the library was get, coming under for some criticism. And indeed, some of the library staff were, were fighting with, with each other. I, I hadn't encountered that before. So over a period of really two years, we managed to turn that around with um new stuff I, I brought on working together with colleagues uh senior colleagues in the, in the university and with the support of the vice chancellor and um in the end we we built a, a lovely new library um up to date with the, the latest technology got rfid in as part of that recruited some excellent new staff retained some excellent staff and uh, turned it around with the the nss score rising 17 percent i think but by the time i left and then colleagues after that were able to build on that. So um, definitely that's what I feel most proud about in my career today. And, and and carrying on from that question, where have you enjoyed working the most in your career so far? Well, I think I have to say the Open University because I was there eight years from 2000 to 2008. Um, and it was a special place. The, the way it was set up originally in the early 70s, uh, the course team model was key uh, to how it delivered its innovative courses. So right from the very start, the library was part of the academic team alongside the media specialists, the academics, to a point that I've never encountered before. And, and that has continued. So I was able to, for example, I, I worked on a, a business studies course as, as a business librarian. I worked on a, on, a, on a law course and I was writing material alongside the academics incorporating the resources the library had, working very much on the cutting edge of uh, VLE technology at the time, and working on a scale that you you, you forget about. I mean, they, you know, they have over 100,000 students. They have more disabled students than some universities have students. And you're having to support those, uh, those uh, students who have got multiple backgrounds, different capabilities, and you're treating them completely fairly and honestly. And it's just an, an amazing mission and amazing place. Um, obviously, it's been going through some some troubles recently, but uh, I, I just hope that it continues because it really is a special university. And then can you tell me a bit about your professional publishing and how this has helped you in your career so far? Yeah, there's something I really enjoy. Uh, I'll, I won't pretend it's enhanced my career. It's been the icing on the cake, if you like. I don't think any of my 
the jobs that I've applied for at a senior level have demanded that, I, that I'm a published author. But certainly for me, it's given me uh, an extra incentive, an extra sense of enjoyment of contributing to the profession. But also it's 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 enabled me to support to understand the the academic perspective on on the publishing side of things, I mean, I've I've, I've written various articles, I've written book chapters, and I've also edited a, a book when I was at uh, business London Business School, uh, and it's really unique uh, perspective. So you understand what the academics are going through, and then you know, as as my career's developed, I've been able to use that little body of works. Uh, for example, with the research information system project I've been using myself as a, a test of all the harvesting sources uh, is something that my colleagues in IT aren't able to do. So even little things like that, you're able to, to use it in a, a very much applied way. And I, I do feel quite strongly that uh, you know, giving back to the profession, ensuring that it's healthy. I, I, I'm on the, the editorial board of the, the new review of academic librarianship. So I take a keen interest in supporting um, the development of the profession and encouraging younger colleagues to to write. So to me, it's all part of the the richer picture of, of being a, a true librarian, if you like. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to use it um, this year or next to complete a PhD by published works, which is uh, quite a neat way of um, using uh, one's own publications to to get a qualification at the end of it. And then what is your view of the relationship between publishers and librarians? Yeah, that's a difficult question. I mean, one of the, the, the strengths of UKSG is it is one of the, the two fora where librarians and publishers are part of the same institution working to the same goals. I think that's really important. But of course, it, it is a, it's, it's a very difficult marriage, isn't it, at times? Um, both parties feeling quite aggrieved, but not really able to divorce because we're dependent on each other. Um, I don't think we would set things up like this if we started again with a blank piece of paper, but we are where we are. There's no way that libraries, I think, can take on all the, the work that publishers do. But we are not an unlimited source of funds. I think there's probably too many um, journals and content being published now in, in this uh, Internet age. But somehow we have to work together to, to find a realistic way forward. I mean, one thing that I, I always amaze that is that um, peer review is not paid for. If publishers could use some of their profits to support uh, the academy in that way uh, and reduce the amount that they published as well, I, I feel that the APC model may be, may be the most realistic way forward, just with some modifications. Inevitably, uh, publishers are going to consolidate and look for vertical and horizontal integration. They're doing things that we would not be able to do ourselves in the in the in the sector. So, you know, I do acknowledge their their innovation. But yeah, uh, I, I just think we just have to keep uh, talking and exploring. Um, I'm not sure that it can be regulated to, to solve all the problems, but uh, I think we're just locked in a mutual dependency, to be honest. And just building on that question, um, what, what do you think the future of academic libraries is? I know that's quite a loaded question. <laughs> well, it's an interesting question. It's one that uh, I've thought about many times and I've discussed with uh, colleagues at Sconnell and UKSG. I, I think that the future is pretty bright because the students are always looking for the third space on campus or virtually as well. 
So I think there's always going to be a need for a library, however you define it. I think collections-wise, unless you're a, a national uh, library or a, a library with large specialist collections, I think the amount of print holdings is bound to reduce over time. I, I hope that we can get back and look at uh, collaborative storage on a regional basis. So I think there'll be less physical stock than in the past, but there will still be study spaces uh, equipped for all the different types of uh, learning styles that are needed. There's obviously a, a need for library support on the research side, especially at places like Cranfield. I don't see that changing. And uh, there's always going to be support on, on the skills side. Um, so I think libraries tend to evolve over time and they, they absorb you know, different functions or become part of other functions. But the core of the library remains. And I think unlike perhaps other uh, types of librarianship, the, the academic library will continue so that's good because it's such a varied career option for people. Uh, there's so much variety and so many things to get your teeth into. I think it, it's a really important thing that can continue. And finally, um, you just touched briefly on, on the career options for people working in the library sector. Um, but what advice would you give to colleagues in the early stages of their career? Well, this is a, an interesting question. I, I feel that uh, for those that really are semi-ambitious or casually ambitious, as I used to call myself, there's there's a there is a career in academic librarianship if people want it. Some people are quite happy to to specialise and develop in certain areas like systems or collections. But uh, for those that are, are vaguely ambitious and want to get on, there, there there's definite pathways no, no matter who you are. I would just say uh, be open to, to new things, be seen to be responsive, innovative, uh, invite yourself onto professional groups if you can, uh, be helpful. And usually a, a good attitude uh, is just as important as uh, professional knowledge or skills to, to, to help you progress. And don't be uh, afraid of um, moving around a bit. Certainly in the beginning, you might have to zigzag through different institutions just to progress a bit, but that's fine and it's expected. So uh, yeah, the, the world's your lobster, as I would say. Tim, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks very much, Tom. UKSG exists to connect the sector and encourage the exchange of ideas. It brings together the information community of librarians, publishers, intermediaries and technology vendors. If you know someone whose career journey would make for an interesting episode, please get in touch with UKSG via Twitter. Please like and share our podcast to help us support those in our community who are just starting their journey. And subscribe to the channel to keep up with future episodes.